But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome back to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. We are back from a brief hiatus. Uh, we're split across two ends of I-70 now, but we are rested, revitalized, and still out of power converters. So, guess we're going to talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Paul Jenkins. And it has been an uh, eventful month or so since you last heard from us. But before that... Uh, What's been going on with everyone outside of X-Wing, guys? Alex and Doug, you're finally settled into uh, St. Louis. We have officially moved to St. Louis. We have our apartment. We have jobs. We have X-Wing night. Nice. It's all pretty real. It's still not super real, though. Like yeah. every, I still see someone wearing Cardinals gear, and I'm like, oh, a Cardinals fan. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't feel like home yet. It yeah, like it's like, uh, driving to, to Game Cafe for the tournament felt like going home. Yeah, it was weird. Like, mm-hmm. and then Indeed. we had to turn around and drive back. <laughs> hey, you guys put what like seven and a half hours on the road in one day? Probably yeah, about probably. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I it was an eight. That. It was an eighteen-hour day. Yeah, that was like when I went up to Omaha. Pretty much, pretty much the same trip. Indeed, indeed. Uh, what about you, Greg? How has life been going out west? Uh, it's been fine. On the um, prairie. On the pra- yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that store from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where everything's two weeks from anything. And I truly believe that Matt believes I live there. I don't well, so, I'm funny a story. I'm really bad at geography, and today I finally looked at a map and saw actually how far out in the wilderness Wichita is. I, I thought there was like, you know, oh, Wichita is maybe just a little bit south of Manhattan, past Topeka. No, you're in like the southwest corner of the damn state. Greg's in Topeka, though. Oh, I thought you were in Wichita. No, Justin's oh, well, what? Or Jason's in Wichita. Jason's if in I Wichita. was in Wichita, you'd never see me. Wichita is three hours. Wichita is three hours from Casey. Oh, Casey, yeah. yeah. Topeka. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Wichita is. Is deceivingly south and west. Yeah, I've never um, actually been to Wichita. Uh, been to but, yeah, Topeka is no, close enough, Greg. You can come out for Wednesday nights. I That's used a to. It's a long drive for. A I used right? to before kids every Wednesday. You know that. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, those days were on the podcast as guest stars. Who? I said you just called out your kids while they're on the podcast as guest Uh-oh. stars. Well, yeah, here's Lily acting all beautiful and sweet. That should change here in about 10 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm talking about you. Oh, um, no, I've been, uh, I've been, let's see, I cleaned my hobby room. I hadn't hung up, I hadn't hung up an action figure that I bought since, oh gosh, too long, maybe mid pandemic. And uh, so I've just like been stacking them. They used to be orderly, and so now I'm really going through, and that's why I was rushing this evening because I I jammed in a Home Depot trip because I got some helmet hanging DIY ideas. Um, cool, cool. And if I don't get an idea out of my head, then that's all I can think about. So I told the kids I was like, "All right, we're going. We're gonna hurry back." 
And then, of course, I couldn't find any of the PVC parts I needed right off the bat, and the kids are trying to bite each other. Uh, that is yeah. how they do. So yeah. that's. Oh. But yeah, uh, last, yeah, so this, getting some clean done and yeah, doing all that. Well, this last month I have spent far too much time on airplanes. Back in June, uh, flew out to California for a week uh, with the family. We went. I okay, so flying in was uh, up slightly delayed. Casey to Denver to Sacramento, and then the next day was a nine and a half hour drive down south to Lake Arrowhead which is like way up the mountains in the San Bernardino National Forest. Uh, yeah, it was pretty nice. Got to, you know, hang out with my mom, my stepdad, my stepsister, my brother, his, you know, family. Uh, got to meet my six-year-old niece for the first time. Uh, well, gosh, she's amazing. But we decided, like, the day before we left, there was going to be a, quote-unquote, nature hike that said, oh, two and a half miles. What I didn't remember is that we were already at 5,000 feet elevation, and the place where this hike started was about 150 feet up from that, and it kept going up. So halfway through, when I'm looking at my phone and it's telling me, you're at 5,350 feet, I'm like, there's no air. It's been forever since I've tried to do something like that. But I ended up finishing the hike only like, Seven minutes slower than what they say the novice time is, so I felt pretty good about that. But the way coming back, ugh. So <laughs> drive the nine and a half hours all the way back up to Sacramento, you know, sleep the next morning. I'm supposed to fly out again, sack to Denver to uh, KC. Only while we go out to lunch, I find out my sack to Denver flight's been canceled rushing around trying to figure out what to do i wind up taking an uber from sacramento to san francisco and getting there in perfect time for a flight only that flight gets delayed 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 and then that one gets canceled this was the day that all the united flights got canceled because it was after that giant storm in the northeast that took out like all the crews and they couldn't get to where they were supposed to go so I ended up spending all night in San Francisco airport trying to get my baggage, trying to rebook, ended up rebooking on a flight from San Francisco to Seattle to Kansas City, got in 24 hours later, again, just a nightmare. And then a couple weeks later, I just got on a plane and did it again uh, for work going to Phoenix. Only our flight from KC to Phoenix got canceled. So we had to rebook on a flight going from... Casey to Chicago to Phoenix, which is the most ridiculous route ever. Spent a week in Phoenix where the temperature was between 115 and 122 every day. Didn't that that yeah. reminds me of like the back whenever Worlds was at uh, the FFG Game Center. Mm -hmm. Like I remember people looking at uh, Amtrak's to minneapolis because like it's a oh uh, yeah i did i looked at it yeah yeah it's hilarious because the only way to get there is to go to seattle washington yep <laughs> and, seattle, then and then, and then yeah, over and then over it's a 24 hour cross. train yep <laughs> like i looked at it because there was one time where it's possible i couldn't get the time off um so doug was gonna go up before me and i was gonna train up and then ride back with him but it was a 24 hour train ride so i could not do that <laughs> Yeah, because I've done, I've done the train to Adepticon in Chicago, and that's just going from KC to St. Louis up to Chicago. It's one line. However, Minneapolis does not connect to that line at all. So 
it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, that's uh, been pretty uh, pretty eventful. So I am actually glad to be home. Uh, glad to be looking back into X Wing now that we are in full on store champ season. Uh, we've all gone to a few. Uh, uh, right after you guys moved, uh, Doug and Alex, you had one over the border in Illinois. Uh, just last weekend. Ah, just uh, so yeah, over in Fairview Heights, Illinois, at Fantasy Books, Comics, and Games. Yep. That's Fantasy Books, Comics, and Games. It's how their sign reads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great store. Um, very cool. Very spacious. Um, very comfortable, temperature-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, they provided lunch. Um, oh, yeah, it was a really cool. sweet deal. Like they it was. gave us ten bucks in store credit for paying ten bucks to play in the tournament. Like, yeah, oh, and then provided that's awesome. lunch, and they got lunch. Man, yep. yeah, it was. It was, a, it was really, rich. Really yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I played Brian in the first round. Our buddy Brian, who also was here, um. That was uh, the only cannibalizing we did, other than the fact that St. Louis, we're all St. Louis people now. So that is cannibalizing. true. Except for there's a six one eight squadron is the Illinois crew out there. Um, mm. What did you run? Oh, I ran a list consisting of Fen Rao, um, Slamming Fen, uh, Burnout Slam, Fearless, and Beskar, Old Tarok, yeah. Beskar yeah. Optics, uh, Marksmanship, and Fearless, uh, Dengar. D-bombs, demons. What? Dango. Whoa. Nah, it's like six points. But uh, Punishing One, Agile Gunner. Agile Gunner's money, by the way. Um, Contraband, Lone Wolf. And a different upgrade, probably. Let's see. I have Uh, have Roll Better open right now. If it was the same you had versus me, R5P. R5P, yeah. And then Leighton Ashera with Elusive and Heavy Laser Cannon. Um, Okay. So why is Agile Gunner money? Um, so Agile Gunner lets you rotate your arc in the end phase. Um, so the Jump Masters have this issue where they suck at turning to the right. I don't know if anyone's heard about that. But uh, So you have to, to create a thing. And everything with the Jump Master is out of the front arc. But they have the sweet focus or lock rotate, or Lincoln to rotate. Um, sometimes the best option is to fly over them and focus rotate to the back. Um, Agile Gunner lets you rotate back to the front for free when it's hard, because it's hard to clear stress on a Jump Master. Mm-hmm. So it lets you rotate free. And the only way to rotate with actions is to take stress. So even if you don't need to do it after rotate, if you just want to rotate the first time without stress, you can use Agile Gunner. Yeah, so so I, that I, will I, telegraph I, that'll telegraph your move, though. Yeah. But I bet most people who've flown Dengar or like Manaru or any of the Jump Masters have gotten into that situation where they, they need to get the shot that turn, so they did the focus rotate. And then after turn after that, every turn is a struggle of deciding... Whether you're going to like lose a turn of shooting to clear stress, you can turn around, or you keep focus rotating to keep shots, but then you're stressed all the time, and like that's when they get super predictable is when they're forced to go left to clear stress. Mm-hmm. And, and the only shame is that you can't do Gar Saxon and Agile Gunner. Yeah. Uh, but Agile Gunner came down to one point, which makes it super worth it to just slot in there. Yeah, you slap it on there because you've got the um, room for it. I got a question. So people always talk about Agile Gunner like um, telegraphing moves. Did you find that that was the case, or did you find that it even mattered? I didn't matter. Um, like I, so I used it mostly in the rotate back after focus rotating. So, and we'll get into this when we talk about Game Cafe. But one of my games, I focus rotated, and I knew I couldn't clear stress and rotate it back to the front. So I just rotated to the side, to the to the left side, because obviously I'm going to turn left to clear my stress. 
So I just rotated there, just focused to that turn. So the next turn, when I had a turnaround lane, I could Agile Gunner back to the front and do my turnaround. Okay. Um, so I found it didn't matter. If if I was telegraphing, it was obvious telegraphing. That just saved me a stress. Right. Yeah. Like, I think Agile sense. Gunner at one point is just pretty useful in general now. On any um, turret, pretty much. Yeah, yeah on yeah. any turret. But I think on Jump Masters in particular, right. it also serves as, like, a pseudo, like, contraband almost. That's because it lets you get around your stress issues so much better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doug yeah. suggested that to me, and it was super worth it. Yeah, I've used Agile Gunner before on multiple platforms, and I, I wanted to ask... Is, oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. Yes. No, you're fine. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> And uh, it's something very important. The kid wants a cookie. Um, that is important. Don't don't. Uh, I was just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if the response was gonna be the same as mine. Was that even if it did telegraph it, I was still in control yeah. in some situations. So therefore, it did not really matter. It was either obvious uh, what I was that I. It was obvious that I would rotate it to that side next turn anyway. So I did it now. Like, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think the big thing with like the jump from second edition to 2.5 is like even if both people knows what's going to happen, you don't have time to like make Set. it a mistake. If yeah. that makes sense. Like in the past, if you had Agile Gunner True. and you like on like a decimator and you rotate your arc from sideways to front back, like they can then plan their dial around that because they have time. They can mm -hmm. take a turn or two off shooting right. to take advantage of that. And now it's like That's they know what you're going to do, but they still have to play for their win condition and right is, you're still playing yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure that's a really good point Doug. and that really helps gem masters because in an objective world like you don't have time to fly around clear stress for three turns and come back like yeah. you have to and sometimes the only way to stay in the fight is to rotate your arc yep yeah it's better to fly over them and get that three die shot than to get like stuck in block hell especially on a jump master where range zero shots are garbage because you don't get punishing <laughs> one you don't get punishing one yeah um mm -hmm. that is true uh, and so you guys, uh, finished second and third in that yeah, tournament? I finished second and I finished third. Um, we both played a guy named Jeremy who I want to shout out. He's a listener. He occasionally listens to the podcast. He recognized yeah. me. Um, you I, played well, right? I played his son in round three as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I played Brian in round one. Um, he was playing an empire high initiative drafting list. I played Jeremy in round two. Um, I need to look up what he was flying. Uh, another uh, imperialist. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, that's uh, Merrick Juno. Vader. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Merrick Juno Vader. Um, Tomax um, and Lorier. Yeah, there we go. Tomax. Yeah. yeah, and then I played his uh, Jace, his son, who was flying a Han list. Han, Luke, yes. Wedge, and Sabine. And uh, X-wing Wedge. Um, no, no, sorry, the the child, the kid. No, no, you're good. I was just specifying X-wing oh. Wedge, not A-wing Wedge. Um, and then in round four, I played. Uh, Tyler. Teddy Teddy Brisbane. Or Teddy, yeah. Tyler, ah. yeah. Um out of Peoria now. Um formerly of St. Louis. Formerly, formerly of Peoria. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was flying. Uh, this is very similar to yours, Matt. It was three sock arcs, uh customizable Ada Anakin and uh Dub. Mm. Yeah. Did you say yeah, Nub? Stub. Stub, okay. I, yeah. I couldn't remember his name, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I dig that list. That's uh pretty um, beefy. Yeah, so he could have gone down to the uh, sock Anakin and got another ship, like including sock Obi Wan. You can run the three sock arcs and the yeah, both sock. I, say, I mean, the Paul the ran. List that Paul ran, and uh, yeah, the Lone Star Open was essentially that list, but he did the the sock Anakin to do Padme instead of Stub. Mm -hmm. um, 
which just... turns out is really good Han tech because he played a million rebel lists and only lost to one. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was it last week. Yeah. Last weekend, that also was the Lone Star Open down in Texas. One so by... hasn't got to talk about his Fairview yeah. experience yet. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I was running Kylo, uh, the Silencer Kylo. Uh, with Instinctive Aim, Lone Wolf, Protorps, and Optics, and then Malarus with Magpulse, Warhead, uh, Lieutenant Lee Hughes in the TIE SF with Barrage Rockets, Marksmanship, and the Gunner, uh, Dread with Deuterium and Bomba Generator, and then Midnight with uh, Crackshot and Predator. Wait, and... Deuterium's the First Order regen? Yes, correct. I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually play that before. How old it got play... Ritz played it this week. Ritz played it on Saturday. It's uh play. yeah, it's pretty popular on uh DT now, the strain version of Scorch. because mm-hmm. uh, they lost the ability to take shield upgrades. Uh and so it, it has the it's system phase regen um that works pretty much however the regen works for you take this arm. But then it also has a second part uh where you can anytime you take a non-lock token, you gain a non-lock token, you can spend a charge to make it a stress instead. Um I think it's if you're not stressed, you do it. But so like DT likes it because if there's ship oh. shooting after him, he can spend a charge to be scorched instead of DT. Um, okay. Or dicks the stress instead of the strain. Um, on Dread in particular, I take it because uh, Dread is the objective runner in the list, and he is the um, the blocker, and so he frequently gets out ahead of the rest of my list, and people shoot at him because he's he looks easy to kill. Uh, but then unless you one round him, he just regens and runs away. And if you chase him, he drops bombs on you and keeps running away. And time. <laughs> FO bombers are very difficult to pin down if uh, if you don't get them blocked or something. Like with the system phase boost and actually a really good dial as long as you're not stressed, they're hmm. uh, they're squirrely. Okay. So yeah, don't stress them. <laughs> yeah, they're so bad when they stress them. That's my uh, favorite so... thing to do though, Doug, is to is to almost die. Well, I don't want to die, obviously, but I'm getting in there and I'm like, yeah, if I can get through, just let me get through. And then you're just annoying the whole rest of the time. Yeah. It's fantastic. And the nice thing about the, the regen is after that, you know, two or three turns of getting away and coming back, you're back up to like half health or a little bit above, and you can actually contribute again. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's been kind of an MVP in the list just because people put a lot of shots into him and he doesn't die, and then they want to chase him down because he's low on health. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I played Stuart Coyle, who's a St. Louis local in the first round, who is running some uh, scum jank. Uh, and then I lost to Teddy Roosevelt in round two. Uh, in a, I can't. Was that chance? Was round two chance? Round two was chance. I think it was chance. Yeah. Uh, yes. What happened was he uh, he spread out his list across like his whole board edge, and I had Kylo on like the hard left flank, and then the rest of my ships in like kind of the middle. Uh, and he dove everybody at Kylo. Uh, like, turned everybody towards Kylo on turn one. Uh, so my whole list, the rest of my list, went after Wolf while Kylo turned and ran. And in the time it took his list to turn towards Kylo and then turn back at my ships and then start shooting, he killed Lahuse, Midnight, and Dread for Wolf. Like, <laughs> it was with me getting multiple turns of shooting. It was it was brutal. That's um, taking nothing away from him. He flew it really, really well. Uh, it was just uh, the dice did not want me to be able to kill an arc that day. Yeah, I also struggled to kill his arcs. I put a yeah. Fen range one, a Taric range one, and a Dengar range two, and an arc for three damage in our game. <laughs> like, yep. um, these arcs had pot armor that day. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Uh, and then after that, I played Michael Simon in round three, biophysical, for those who know him from the mm -hmm. old FFG forum days. Uh, and then I finished it up against uh, Jeremy with his Imperialist. Uh, but yeah, it was just, Fairview was a, it was a really great tournament. Uh, the... 15 people showed. We had 16 registered. Lexi couldn't make it. Yep. Um, but so it was four rounds, no cut. Um, they ran a tight ship. It was a great day. I had an awesome time. I would definitely recommend if you're anywhere in the greater St. Louis area and you see that they're having a tournament to go or, or a local game night. I don't know when they play, but I know they do have a. They're a 20 game. minutes across the river. Like it's really yeah. not far. Okay. So, yeah, that's great. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, also, this last weekend was the Lone Star Open down in Texas, uh, won by some uh, new kid, uh, Paul Heaver, is it? I believe his name was Fever. <laughs> Paula Hever. Paula Hever. Uh, yeah, who was uh, <laughs> uh, running Textiles a... podcast from <laughs> yeah. into first edition. 2014, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Paul running that... Uh, list the republic list with uh padme that is lucky so yeah han very popular uh at least well the the odds are not such didn't he face four of them in he, five rounds he played a total of uh eight rounds between swiss and cut he played against eight rebelists seven of which featured falcons five of which were han and he went <laughs> Seven and one. His one loss was against one of the Hans and Swiss, which was Travis Johnson, who is one of his main practice buddies. So yeah. they had played that matchup a ton, and he beat every other Han he played against. <laughs> and was it a meme? Him. Were they doing that thing that you guys did when you went to Omaha? No, no. Hans is no. really good right now. Just well, I'm just saying to hear somebody yeah. play eight rebels in a row and seven Hans or whatever. Uh, like, I mean, there were, the there local were a lot of Hans in the tournament, but he was. He was way he was outside. An outlier. Of he was an outlier. Yeah, he was an outlier yeah. in terms of matchups. Um, yeah, and we'll hmm. get in. We'll get into that list in detail. But in short, it's uh, was it Han, Boy Luke, Bodica, and Sabine Tai. Ko. Yeah. the stock standard is Han, Kyo with Juke, uh, Boy Luke, and Fen Rao. Oh, Fen Rao fits. In oh, that? right, Fen Rao. Yeah, yeah. Five, Fen Rao has five yeah. points in Rebels. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't hate that. We'll definitely go looking into that uh, at some point. Uh, but also, uh, just this last weekend, the four of us got to meet up for our local, uh, well, now my local, uh, Game Cafe on Independence, Missouri store championship. Uh, we, yeah, uh, it was the, the last round of Swiss. Tashi Station had to cannibalize each other because yeah. Doug played G Greg, and I had to play Alex, and that sent Doug and Greg into the finals. Doug and Smith. Doug and Alex. Oh, Smith, yes. Well, Greg, you made it the cut as well. I, no, he did. I don't um, think I did. I Justin, think I... Justin dropped. Oh, Greg right. was fifth place. Greg And then Greg had to drop so as well, in. right? Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had... Yeah, I ended up uh, going two and two with a uh, Republic list of Delta 7B Anakin without Maneuver, which I thought was a, you know, hey, it'll be a heavy hitter, and it'll distract people from... I thought I was going to be able to take Anakin. People would go in on him because they're like, ooh, seven points and dangerous. Don't turn my back on him. And I'd just have him five straight and boost and run away all game while my other four ships claimed objectives. But that was not to be the case. The other four ships were Jag, Wolf, 
Kickback, all from Siege of Coruscant, and then uh, Slider with FCS and Marksmanship. Uh, I will fully admit I did not get a lot of practice with that. I got two games of practice in. uh, That was my only... The only X-Wing I'd played for about six weeks was two games. Uh, So I went in pretty much unprepared and deserved to go 2-2. Uh, it was it was not my finest tournament, but it's it's all on my shoulders for that one. Uh, so was it your first store champ in a few weeks? Uh, I think you're it, being really hard on yourself for no uh, reason, to be honest. It, like, it was, two and uh, two in a four-round tournament is what most people say. will be. Yeah, with a list I barely played, what I should have done is modified a list I was more familiar with instead of expecting to do better on raw talent and matchups. That basically, I, I planned poorly. I feel I played well enough but I think I you're could focusing really hard on results and not the process. Yeah, like, but results are what is... get you wins. Process, yeah, is... process is what gets you wins. Results are the wins. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can do that. I'm just, I, I'm a little like you're, you're being, I just think you're, you're going to hurt your confidence by being hard on yourself for no reason. Like confidence is also important and you can't just beat yourself up for having a solid tournament like two and two is solid in four rounds like it it is indeed i guess the uh but the the fact of the matter is uh you know i yeah eight eight out of 12 we had 12 players and two out of two out of of out of of 12 people is random shit like it really is you're being way too hard on yourself man Ah, like but uh i did have uh so i I started out playing against another uh, way to look at this Newt, is you lost to two people in the cut. Like, yeah, you went two and two, but both of your losses were people who made cut. That, yeah, means. there is that. Uh, so I played Ryan Kraus, who we had tested out our list against each other just that Wednesday, and I got the better of him in practice. He got the better of me uh, in the tournament. Uh, great game, great game. I'm glad to see Ryan out playing more. And then I managed to get a win over uh, Justin in an almost mirror match. The only difference between our lists was he was running Oddball instead of Jag and had Chopper on his Anakin, which I actually uh, really like his build a lot better. The Debris Gambit-Chopper combo is a fun one, uh, and it the, the fact that it constantly gives you the white evade uh, for free makes Anakin pretty much invulnerable for those first it, couple turns. It lets Anakin be a lot more aggressive, because he mm-hmm. can always take the white evade and keep his force up. Um, yeah, and I, I really... I, I like that. It, it protects your your money piece a lot better. Uh, and so, Chopper, which is really nice. Like, like Chopper... Jam is really powerful against certain lists. Like, um, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of munitions out there that really don't want to see Jam. Like Things like Decimators don't want to see Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, Han's a little immune to it, but it's still not bad. Like, the rest of the list doesn't like seeing jam. Right, and because you're Anakin, in the rare event you have to jam yourself, you also have that free evade that, you know, you just, oh, I'll just jam away my free evade and play fair. Uh, so, it, it was really well played, a real uh, close game, and then I played Brian with his uh, high initiative uh, Imperial list, and that was one every game Brian and I play always goes very poorly for one of us. It's just always been that way. Uh, we jousted. Uh, I won the Vader versus Jag and Anakin shoot-off, and it just went downhill for him from there. His green dice were super cold all day. 
uh, played well, just sometimes the dice game becomes a dice game. And then round four, uh, I came up against Alex, and my dice decided they were not going to cooperate at all. And I think we talked about it a little bit there. Once I started getting behind on points and couldn't make it up fast enough, I started to get frustrated and just went, okay, you know what? I have to take the big risks because if I don't get a gigantic swing, I am going to lose by a thousand cuts. And I did and completely just whiffed out on Fenrau with Anakin and got murdered in in you know response. So uh, also going first against that, you know, with an I six going first against your Dengar Fen list, Alex. Just yeah. oh, it feels that's so why, that's bad. That's why I brought the two of them is to make it really painful when other sixes lose the role. Yeah, and that was just one of those. Okay, I'm not gonna get to do anything I want here because you can outmaneuver me with everything. You know, or I have range one double tapping Dengar out there. Ah, uh, God. Dengar, when I first started playing back in 2016, almost got me to quit the game because I hated Dengar so much. Uh, now, now Dengar's a lot more fair, but yeah, it's... this Dengar's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh God. Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing. So much nothing is at the quality. level of 1.0 Jumpmasters. <laughs> yeah. But man, you know, it just it felt like no matter what you do, all of your shots are fully modified. Then being able to double tap is really strong because yeah. two fully modified shots, and now Dengar is like. I get a focus and then a predator maybe. I, yeah, I get one re-roll on each roll for yeah. a turn and a half. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, I uh, it's a uh, I really like the list. We can talk about it some more after we're yeah. done with this. Uh I enjoyed Okay, I can say I enjoyed seventy five percent of my game, you know, and absolutely nothing against Alex. You're a fun opponent, I love playing against you, but I did not enjoy that game. It's a frustrating game. Slightest. I actually, yeah. I had I, my rounds two and round three were really frustrating. So mm-hmm. I, I understand. Yeah, um, uh, but, I almost conceded my round three, and I was like, "Now nah, I'll play one more turn." And then it was a really good turn, so I didn't concede. <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> uh, you know, Greg, you uh, also uh, went two and two, and had a little bit better strength schedule. Uh, you were the only separatist at the uh, tables, weren't you? I was, and it was nice that I could feel ah. No, my computer. Because um, I, I think I was like I was one of the only separatists, and then there was only like one, uh, one scum, empire list, one scum, and one, one scum. empire. Every faction was represented, but it was mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it and was every yeah, so rebels of republic. But it was cool uh, to you know go and represent. If somebody came up to the table, they're like, "Oh, you're playing separatists." And it was just nice to get back into the, you know, oh yeah, I'm a separatist player. I don't know, I I, I miss my roots of Vienna. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I didn't see you're a separatist player, but I didn't see an infiltrator on the table, so I was confused. That is, that is true. There was almost one. There's no accounting for quality. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I went two and two, which is insane. I did not expect for myself to go two and two. Um, uh, so that was a complete victory. Um, I had never played the list. Um, I have not played X-Wing since probably the last time I saw y'all. Um, and so... Uh, I was I was excited to see what it could do, and so the whole day I was just learning. So my first game was against Justin, so um, I know exactly what I did wrong. I started Sinfac way too far away, and he just ate me up while he was trying to get over there. Um, uh, and, but that was a good game. That one was recorded for Game Cafe, so go check it out. Um, game Cafe on Facebook. 
Yeah. Facebook uh, slash I don't know if that's the URL, but they'll send I'm going to try Facebook slash Game Cafe real quick. And then my second game was also on stream with Jason. Yeah, we did it. It is Facebook.com slash Game Cafe. Nice. Tom, that'll be $400. Sponsored. Um, uh, So, yeah, my next game was against Jason, also on stream, uh, or I guess recorded. Um, That's the first time I've ever beaten Jason. And it was funny because the game was super swingy. It was not a great, uh, like, it was not, it was all variants. It was, you know, it was like dice to deck to, because, like, I killed Finn Rao on a direct hit. And then he killed uh, Sunfak on a fuel leak direct hit. Like, it was just silly. Uh, so, um, uh, so, but that was the first time I've ever beaten Jason in all these years. And it was funny because he was, I could tell he was kind of like a little frustrated maybe. And then I said something and he smirked. I said something about the first time. And he smirked, and I was like, "You son of a bitch! You know, don't you?" And uh, he, yeah, he knew all along that I'd never beat him, and that was, that was the first time. So that was really fun, um, and that was the first time I've seen him since uh, his surgery. He's looking great, and uh, I'm so happy for him. It was, great. It was yeah. so good to see him. I did not expect to see him out there. It was awesome. right, yeah. So yeah, that, that I was so happy to see Jason walk in. Uh, he's had his uh, health problems and getting back able to not only be at tournaments, but travel for him was wonderful. Uh, And it's funny because Greg, you mentioned that it was your first time beating him for like the first three years of second edition. That was Jason to me. I was his, you know, albatross that, you know, just brought him down. And when he finally got one over on me, it was like this weight had been lifted and he has like, I remembered I'm good at X-Wing again. And yeah, that's just, that's what I love about having a good, strong local group like that. Yeah, I, I, I too felt that way. And so maybe next time I play him, it could be more equal. Because every time I come to the table, it's like, oh, I can't beat you, whatever. Um, I felt that way about you for a while, Greg. Mm-hmm. Me? I mean, yeah. The first time we played. Oh, man. Yeah, but... You were like the spoiler of Doom when you first started, Greg. That's true. Of I Doom. Been... Of Doom. Uh, Borg of Doom, that's me. Um, and then my third round was against Bill. That was a wonderful Mr. game. Um, uh, let's see. I think that... I don't think my... Well, I think my list is fairly efficient. I'm not that type you of player to use Grievous. words efficient and such. So, like, but, Grievous is a yeah. top-tier piece in the game. Like, it was, and, and Dirge is obviously solid. It's like, okay, you killed him. Let's see if that is real. Yeah, and yeah, Esther gets the title say too. Full list was Greg. He did not. Oh uh, no, I did not. Uh, it was the two um, three point HMPs. Um, uh, let's see. I had um, I had cluster missiles and Kalani, and we've talked about the. Uh, I, I have I have changed. I've not talked to the podcast about this. changed a couple of things already. Um, and then I had Sunfak. And then Grievous and Dirge, and pretty much those builds are probably fairly standard, um, from like what people put on those. Uh, but uh, they, it seemed really good going into those T seventies. T seventies were still scary because they're thick, right? But um, if I could trap one and I didn't get like clustered by them, if I could like isolate one, I was like, okay, I got you. You know, I could. If I could kind of swarm in, I think what I need to do is work on my 
my well, my turn zero has been a real big thing that I've been wanting to do. So my setup, because um, I've been screening with the HMPs um, to kind of create that wall, um, and then I've had Grievous just just five straight boosts, five straight boosts right into the back of everybody, um, and then Dirge is pretty much just up the middle, and those are nasty pieces. Um, and if you get the bullseye lined up with Dirge, that I mean, let's go. So um, it was a real fun list, real efficient list. Oh, and then my fourth opponent uh, beat the hell out of me. His name's Doug. Um, and so that was a really fun game. I was probably super annoying because I was having a really good time because I was... No, you were, you were just fine. It was a great game. Okay. When I play you, I feel like I know what you were going to... Or I know the gist, right? I'm like, I see it. I see it. And I can never do anything about it. So I was just being silly. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn in the face of Kylo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn in the face of you again with the HMP. And I was just kind of like, whoa, can't go this way. Can't go this way. Um, and I... He outmaneuvered Kylo with Grievous because I didn't yeah. expect him to just turn to face directly at me. Because uh, I was like, he doesn't want to just trade range ones there because he'll he won't get all of his stuff. And then he did, but I had banked away because I expected him to turn out uh, <laughs> or like go for a block or something. So <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And then Grievous got on the backside, and I was being silly about that. Uh, so no, that was a. Um, it was cool. I wanted to play you because you play a lot of Sunfac, and so I wanted to hear your input as the opponent while we were talking, you know, like we were like kind of going through like, okay, if we move this guy here, do this, do this, whatever. Um, I think that I like in that game, I think I should have shot up the board, but I think I should have bypassed LaHue's and I should have just ran into the middle of the top of the board, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think I should have done, try to like in there. Um, but I get stuck on that board edge, so I think I learned that lesson um, with hit, uh, with Sunfac. And if I throw them in there, just make sure there's some ships there, and I can use Treacherous. And you know, it's but yeah, it was super fun. I went two and two. I could not believe that. I had a great time. Um, yeah, so that's my experience. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Well, I can go next. Um, yeah. I put the same list as Fairview. Um, exact same, no changes. Um, round one, I played uh, Sarah, um, playing a Han list. Um, we were playing Assault on the first round, right? Mm -hmm. No, it was uh, Scramble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was able to get the objectives, and I was able to kill everything but Han um, and win that one. Um, round two, I played Ritz um, in a very first Scramble was round two. Yeah, scramble was round two. Chance was round one. Yeah, we started with chance. Did we? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that was extra good for me. Um, <laughs> and the yeah, round two, was... Ritz got me pretty good in round two. Yeah. If there um, is one, like, if there's one matchup I found that Han really doesn't like seeing, it's actually uh, scum lists. Which yeah, a lot I'm. Of people... I'm actually about sixty six thirty three against Han now with my list after this. A lot of people think scum is bad right now, and they might be the worst faction, but really, there's just no data. Nobody's playing yeah. scum. Like I um, was, there were two scums in Fairview, and one scum. Like, so that's twenty-eight and three scum lists, and two of them were me. Like, yeah, but but things like Dengarfen just like actually scare Han and can deal with the rest of the list well. And normally, lists kind of either have to try and catch Han or try and kill the rest of the stuff, but they can't really threaten both. And scum does a good job of doing it because they have like Afro's Han a great piece of 
Yeah, Han has the double tap different chip. Vanguard can double tap Han. Like, <laughs> right, I was going to say, is are good things because they can output a lot of damage? Yeah, like well, quickly. When I get to when we talk, I guess we can talk about round three now because uh, I don't really remember a lot of details around two because it was very frustrating. Um, but Ritz dodged a block that I sold out on on Kylo on his whisper Kylo and he dodged it and it let him pretty much one round Fen. Um, so there really wasn't much to a game the game after that. He pretty much won it there. But uh, um, round three, I played Ryan and he was playing the pretty pretty boilerplate list, but instead of Fen, he was doing. Uh, wedge a wing and uh, another ship who Sabine was tie. Sabine tie. Yeah, yeah, which is the other popular variant. Um, and he uh, so I decided to uh, joust everything but Han in the in round three. Um, and I did four damage on Luke for all of Dengar, and that's when I uh, almost conceded and it's like, now let's play one more turn. So I did. Um, a couple turns later. His at this point, Fen did like three to Han. Um, I come back, I do eight more to Han in one turn with Fen and Tarak range ones. And then the next turn, Fen does a slam fearless kill of Luke. So that's a huge swing. It's now a three health Han against a full Fen, a full Tarak, and a full Layton. Um, and uh, the A wings are still there, but because of that and the um assault points, um, Ejectus kept me in the game when. Hecka traded up Dengar for nothing. And then yeah, because I was able to put two range ones on Han with the two fangs and did eight damage. Um, it, I think it, he mentioned he was up 11-0 at some point. He was up 11-0 at one point. Yeah. Um, was Han's positioning after killing Dengar just that he couldn't stay near Han, Han was not involved in the killing of Dengar. Han and Fen yeah. dicked around on the other side while Terok, Leighton... Um, ah, so, so Fen and Han Terok. weren't your objectives at all? Correct. Yeah, they were uh, just like off fucking around. Like it wasn't exactly eleven. I think it was closer to like thirteen to four. Okay. Um, when it started going my way, but it was a big difference. Um. Yeah, and then I don't think it was exactly eleven. I think he had an eleven point lead. Mm, I gotcha. But then I I did those eight to Han, knocked Han down to two, killed Luke the next turn, and at that point it's an even game, and I have two full fangs against three health Han, and I was able to win it from there. Um, and then round four, like we talked about, I played Matt. Um, I did. I tried the exact same thing. I tried against uh, Mr. Roosevelt, which was dive and uh, dive an arc and try to PS kill it. I didn't quite do that, but I got better than the previous game, and uh, that allowed me to get the, the head in the damage race to win. And then I remembered the marksmanship, which is was useful for salvage. Unlike the previous yeah, tournament, in, in our game, I think. Uh, hold on, I got my notes here. Yeah, we were tied every round up to round five, but mm-hmm. it was a tie that had my ships were all on one or two hull, and you had like a shield off some of yours. Yeah, you'd planked everybody for one. I think. Yeah, um, it, it did not feel like a tied game. No, and that was, uh, like you said, that is the really frustrating kind of game where you just lose slowly and you feel it slipping through your fingers and you can't close them. That's a really frustrating game, and that's mm-hmm. that's what it was for you. I, I totally get why you were frustrated. That's how my ground two was against Ritz. Like. Yeah. But uh, then it went to the cut, and... Uh, well, Doug hasn't you... talked about his switch. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I uh, I ran almost the same list that I ran at Fairview. I traded out Midnight for Gaelic, uh, which is the I-5 TIFO from the new Hotshots and Aces, uh, and I gave him HLC and Fanatical. 
Uh, and a large part of that was because I got a Gaelic alt art from Fairview, and I wanted to use it. And Midnight hadn't been super effective. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I decided to give Gaelic a try. And it actually it worked out really well. Uh, it turns out having an HLC is really useful against yeah. Falcons, and there's a lot of Falcons yeah. around. It uh, is. That's why like, HLC lane was solid, too. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Honestly, uh, it just doesn't seem uh, useful. I don't know. Like <laughs> you, you are correct. Yeah. Okay. So you, I was gonna play, and then I just I was like, but there's another option, and I'm like, but I six, and I was like, I don't think it matters, and then I went with Gaelic too. Because you can do a cannon, like let's let's yeah, go. <laughs> midnight. Midnight definitely isn't bad. Uh, you just have to you have to play midnight perfectly, uh, which sucks for a three point ship. Like <laughs> uh -huh. otherwise, it right. just dies. Like, because it's a target lock reliant TIFO, it's actually way easier yeah. to kill. Because uh, you pretty much have to position so that you're ever only in one arc at a time. Yeah, because so, their their natty reds are going to beat your unmodified greens. Like, yeah. and, um, and it's even worse because if you're in multiple arcs, you target lock somebody, but then the rest of the shots still have mods, and you're in unmodded Typhoon. Yeah, yeah, and um, they just die. Right. Yeah. And then like you usually get like one turn where you get the dream of like you got the target lock ahead of time, so then you have the focus, and then you get the range one bullseye with predator crack shot. And like over the two dozen games I played, it just crapped out too often. To the point where it was just it was very frustrating um right so uh so i went with gaelic um and like gaelic's effectiveness in terms of damage is actually probably about the same because some games you just don't get the hlc off and then it's just a tie fo but fanatical is really useful and just being able to focus every turn and being annoying to kill it makes excuse me makes the entire list really annoying to kill except for the hughes uh, that is Lahuse, so true yeah <laughs> like, holy Lahuse shit has, that list is hard mm. to kill yeah, but the but he says barrage rockets and just sits in the back and and he's uh, only four points and he's only four points. Yeah, like um, mm -hmm. there's no good cool. target in your list, and that's a huge strength of your list. Is yeah, the easiest ship to kill health agility wise is the bomber, which is hard to pin down. The easiest stuff to pin down are tie FOs. Yeah, and possibly the most annoying ship on earth to kill ever. Like to the three points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, then you, you get nothing. With... Yeah. Uh, so for those people that uh, don't know, the reason I run a kind of weird Kylo build compared to everybody else because he uh, hates most Kylo builds—that's part of it. <laughs> is, uh, uh, so Smittle, uh, for those that don't know or haven't figured out yet, loves Fen Rao. If you listen to the podcast and don't know, I love Fen Rao. Yeah. Um, um, been playing him since has, the day he came out. Yeah, since first edition. So I've I have uh, grinded. Uh, thousands of games uh, and, of and so the most effective thing against Fen is proton torpedoes where I don't need a target lock against it uh, so that's where the instinctive aim comes in and then when you have instinctive aim, advanced optics, and lone wolf uh, assuming you're at full force with the focus, the math is better than target lock 2 force like you you average like 3.7 hits or something like that with target lock 2 force and you average 3.9 with lone wolf, a uh, force, and optics uh, so it's a it's a ridiculously oh. accurate pr proton torpedo. Um, it is. Well, dang! I kind of and you don't, don't have don't to do it. Like just it, focus. Don't do it. It's Satan build. Yeah. Don't um, fly it, Greg. Yeah. It's so, less. <laughs> so Doug would find something that's more like that's more MPE than uh, oh, for two <laughs> worlds invites. It has worked for him, so I can't even be mad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, so the actual reason I run it, aside from it's good against Fenrau, is a lot of people have been running, like, the extreme maneuver, or extreme maneuvers outmaneuver Kylo, which is really good. Uh, and that Kylo gets better the longer the game goes. Uh, because, like, the less ships that are on the board, the easier it is for him to outmaneuver ship stuff and use extreme maneuvers to be really slippery. Uh, it's great. 
but I have found with FOLIS, what you really need is some front-loaded damage yeah. to get to to keep up with the damage curve that other <laughs> factions can do, uh, and then you can just outlast stuff. Uh, so I think proton torpedoes are better for that uh, than like the outmaneuver stuff, and then that's mm -hmm. just the personal proton torpedo build that I really like. Um, and I think it's especially good in this list because um, Kylo flanks really like Kylo wants to flank anyway, uh, but then Malaris, Lahuse, and Gaelic make a nice good little jumping block uh, on the other side for like a hammer and anvil tile. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've been really happy with it. Uh, spoilers, it's what I'm taking to Gen Con this coming week. It'll be I'll I'll be playing at Gen Con when this episode comes out actually. Uh, so hi, Gen Con, Doug. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's but, a problem for future, Doug. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but as a real quick recap, uh, I played Jason in round one, who Greg played in round two. Um, he, like you said, he was running the Han, the Han Ben Luke uh, Keo. Uh, he pointed his arc forward back against me with Han, which I think in general is a mistake with Han that I see a lot I of people. Play, Ryan did it in both of our games as well. Yeah. Um, the thing is, forward back. Piston Perceptive Copilicon is super predictable uh, because he has to point at you. Uh, and so what happened in our game was he pointed at me and then I blocked Han onto a rock and then I knocked Han down to like three health. Uh, I that so, yeah. Uh, and, and from there he was just too far behind the damage curve. Like that's that, that list is tough for me to deal with uh, because Han is one of those things that can just, with Piston, he can just randomly put damage into FOs so that they're a lot easier to pick off later. Yeah, he's uh, not dedicating shots into FOs like other lists. Yeah, he's just um, taking free pot shots. Yeah. Uh, and then round two, I played uh, Justin Gearing, who was running a, uh, in his words, bad resistance list. It was entertaining, um, but he already has his invite, and he was just playing Resistance yeah, Chewie. That was the playing. list he won his invite with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he he kind of dedicated on Kylo, but Kylo got past everybody. Uh, so then he had to like kind of awkwardly try to turn back around on the FOs, and it was uh, Chewie just melted before he got any meaningful damage or anything. Uh, and then round three, I played Ritz, um, which was a near mirror match. Uh, we had, had a lot Whisper of Kylo, and yeah, he had Whisper Hughes. Kylo blackout, Ember Malaris, and DT. Um, so actually not a mirror match, but it was an FO match. Um, Similar but I was able to, list, yeah, I was able to uh, initiative kill his Ember because all of my stuff's I five, um, and then he actually made it close again because he one shot Gaelic, um, but then on a, on a key turn I blocked his Whisper Kylo and my Kylo with a focus Nattied three hits and a crit, so he only got two dice and he blanked out and took a loose stabilizer, and then I was able to block him. I could guarantee block him into a bomblet which killed him because uh, he couldn't turn away. He had to go straight. Um, and that pretty much settled that game. Uh, and then round four, I played against Greg, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. And then we went to the cut. Uh, yeah. It was cut to top four. Um, I had a rematch against Kraus from round three, and Doug played Bill. 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 Yep. Um, quick recap of my game with Ryan. It went a lot better for me in the second, in the top four. Um, I was able to hard dive Luke with my whole list. I had a Terok range two, which isn't great. A Leighton range three, a Fen range one, and Dengar range two, and I PS killed Luke with the Fen range one and the Dengar range two. So Luke did not get to Torp Terok. Um, so that that was a huge. That's just put. That's five points before it got to shoot. Um, so he didn't really. He had a hard time coming back from that. He it was a good game. Like it ended up being relatively close. It was chance though. No, it wasn't. Chance was the final. It was a. It was 
assault again. It was yeah, a rematch. So. Of, it was a perfect rematch of round three. Um, yeah, and then um, you see, he got Dengar, but it's really hard to come back from losing Luke for nothing. Yeah, it's like he lost Luke before he fired a shot. Before his list fired a shot. Like, that's, mm. that's really tough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My top four was against Bill, who was running Ray, Elo, Nine, and Snap. Uh, I He put Snap in one corner, and then I was first player, so I put all of my fives except for Kylo across from Snap, and then put Kylo on the opposite end, and then he put Ray and Nine across from uh, Kylo and Elo with Snap. And uh, what happened is Kylo bravely ran away while Ray and Nine chased him, and then uh, I initiative killed Snap because uh, it turns out a bunch of I5s is really good at initiative killing I4 stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, from from there, it was just it was downhill for him because he he pretty much started down a ship. Um, it's a good strat to to put your opponent down a ship yeah. before they so, shoot. So uh, like... because this comes out while I'm currently playing at Gen Con, uh, I will freely say. Do not take the Kylo bait. <laughs> if you chase <laughs> Kylo around, I am more than happy to let him run forever. Um, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But also, uh, don't not take the Kylo bait and fail at that, yeah. too. Yeah. What? And then uh, it came... We just pumped him out with General Greasy. Both, <laughs> both things are poison. Both apples are poison. Well, so, Greg, here's the thing. is You got that good position on Kylo, but then you didn't actually follow up. Great Grievous nope. was behind Kylo, but you took shots at other people. Yeah. Um, no, that's why I was like, him. I was like laughing, and I was like, oh, I got him. And then I was like, I was like, no, the right thing is go after you, and then go after another ship. But you obviously we talked about it, and you said that maybe I should have just shot at. Uh, and so when Kylo was at full health, it was probably right to take shots at other stuff. But whenever he just had at the his I one HMP had a range one shot on Kylo at the end of the round, and he rolled. Two hits, or range two shot, and he rolled two hits, and I blinked out, something like that. I lost my shields. Right, uh, yeah. Like from, from there, like, Kylo's actually pretty scared of a Grievous who has Bullseye on him, because, like, that's... Anytime had, a crit comes yeah. down a crit, it's scary, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so then uh, the finals happened, and there were two people in them. That are yep. on this podcast. They it got <laughs> filmed by somebody. Um, uh, yeah, yeah uh, John did film it. Um, it'll be posted at some point. Yeah. Uh, oh, one. he did. Cool. Good day. I Dead say it was one. chance. It was a chance final. Um, um, which I'd be interested if we played it multiple times. I think you actually have an advantage. Oh, I, chance. Yeah, I um, I tried because you we know each other so well. I tried a really unorthodox strategy, and I was a quarter inch short. Yeah, and Tarak died. <laughs> and I lost yeah, Tarok for nothing. And yeah, he did the was... five straight boost, and he was range two of Kylo by. Uh, yeah, if Doug had barrel rolled forward instead of backwards, it would have been range one. Yeah. But mm. Doug had previously barrel rolled backwards, and yeah. it made it range two. And uh, as a result, he ate a barrage from Hughes, who he rolled blank blank eye against. Then Tarok was at half health, and then I was like, okay, I'll fire the torp, even though you have Beskar. Because you don't have a focus, and then and I died to the, I died to the hits and best guard yeah. the crit anyway. Like, yeah, like, and then I from there I started down a ship for nothing. Um, mm. I did PS kill the Hughes the next turn. Um, it actually it was a game. Um, it was yeah. Doug um, and like it was Doug was in the control the whole time, but there were a couple points where I had a chance to make a swing and it didn't quite go my way. But it was, a, it was a good game. And I do think if we play it a couple more times, I I do have the advantage. I, yeah, I mean you have the two sixes that. Um, like I pretty much have to get a block on one of them, and then Kylo's got to get a torp into him for me to have a chance most of the time. Indeed. Um, 
but uh but i mean that is the that's the the thing with the extensive aim kylo is i don't have to paint my target i can just always threaten the proton torpedo and i should have what i should have done is hoped to eat the torpedo at range three because i have best car if i eat a hit yeah. from the torpedo i don't care yeah. um uh, so i should have i should have been smart and and realized that but it was we'd been up we we left we'd, at six thirty. it had been 14 it, hours by the time that round started that's yeah. <laughs> it had been it had been 13 hours by the time that yeah. round started it was over 12 um, for sure and uh yeah, and four rounds in, or five rounds X wing, so it's yeah. it's perfectly reasonable to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah and like I, I I knew it was a gamble, and I I was just mad it didn't work, mm-hmm. as I said after the game. Um, but yeah, like it was a great game. Doug had a hell of a tournament. Doug went undefeated for the tournament. Like um, six and zero is pretty freaking good. And to talk about the previous tournament, Doug came in second, and I came in third. Um, even though I was playing in the final, Doug strength the strength of schedule is almost one higher than everybody else's in the tournament. It's like <laughs> it's bonkers. It's I well lost over two. the guy who went four and zero, oh, and then my other opponents went three and one, three and one, two and two, like <laughs> two one and one. Oh yeah, it was two and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Michael Simon had a tie. So it was two, three and one, three and one, two one and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Strength the yeah, schedule. It was, it was uh, a great time. Both tournaments were awesome. Game Cafe. It was uh, so awesome to see everyone again. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to again see Doug in the finals. I would like to win one, and I would like yeah. to not lose to Instinctive Aim, Trotorp Kylo, win a Wolf's ticket is on the line ever again. Like, <laughs> that's twice now. We were talking about it afterwards, uh, and Smittle has my number pretty firmly in, in Swiss. Swiss. Uh, but I, the two I times we played, or three times we played in the cut, I've gotten it. I, I think there's one cut I got you. And it was the same uh, Mocan State Fair where we played in Swiss. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, that's so the you... only time I've beaten you in the cut. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm, I'm probably like seventy thirty on know. Swiss wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're four, you're three and one or four and one in yeah. cut wins. Yeah, four yeah. games that I can think of. I just yeah. Say. Uh, but yeah, fun tournament. Uh, it was man. I'm back. Excellent. I'm back. Like exactly. It, it's funny because I was just realizing, Alex, you and I have absolutely swapped attitudes since the points change. It, because it's a you, it's a revelation how much having your life back makes you feel better yeah. about everything else. God, I'm so just so much happier in general now. Um, I uh, liked my job at the VFW, but apparently it was not healthy for my brain, because I'm so much happier now. Yeah, and that's absolutely fair, you know, whereas I like my promotion, and it's just, God, life's so busy right now, but also that, I think you're right, I am really hard on myself when you it comes are, you're, to competitive you're super results focused, and Brian's like that too, and we try the same, we talk about the same thing with him. Which is why Brian, Brian said, and I, I don't want to practice, after our I don't want to win. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like Brian... Well, like we were talking after Fairview, and he was upset that he he didn't do super well. And I'm like, well, yeah, we got to practice. Like, well, I don't want to practice. I want to win. And I'm like, you have to practice to win. Like it's 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 important. And until you're at the no. final stage, in my opinion, process is all that matters. Like until you're at Worlds, process is what matters to me. Like it's all progress. It's all practice for a future event. In my that's my philosophy. Yep, absolutely. I, when I lost those games, uh, the games that I lost, I was like. I, if I learned something from the game, that game was a total success. And so, like, I was playing against Justin, and I was like, well, I don't know if Justin listens. I apologize. Uh, I was kind of salty about that. Uh, I went into a kill box, and then it all just went cold, and I got mad. Uh, but I learned from things, and I was like, you know what? I think I learned more from that game with Justin than I could have probably with, like, five games. Because I made such a big mistake. And I was like, okay, we're not doing that. We're going to set up like this. And then I did that. And it was like, oh, that actually worked. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. And so you Whereas, gotta use those you gotta use those to learn. Yeah. And I mean there's those games, games where you're line. frustrated as hell, but and they don't learn, but there's also the learn. The frustrating yeah, those I, games I, happen. I, I, they happen a lot. They happen a lot to me. Sure. I get salty all the time. Especially in practice games. And that's when I end up focusing on the results. Or I want the practice to be validation for my list idea. Yeah, and that's when that's... I lose sight of what... Oh, is sure. That's, sure. That's when yeah. I get really frustrated. I, when I want practice to be validation instead of actual practice. That's what right. gets me upset. Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, problems that I have is when I don't have enough practice, I fall into the sunk cost fallacy of, well, I've only practiced with this and I don't like it, but if I change it, then my limited practice is now worthless, so I'd better go with this. And just it, it drives me into analysis paralysis. And when I don't know what to do, I just try and throw haymakers, and that's not always the best strategy. So... But one thing I, I want to point out that, like, just to emphasize that results, like, being results-focused can be harmful is Paul Heaver, who has won three World Championships and has Interim. won multiple system opens and just won a World's Open qualifier, has O2 drop from major events before. And he's a guy who puts in a lot of practice. On his lunch events. breaks. On, like, like, yeah, like, back in the day in Vassal. He'd open up Vassal on his work yeah. computer and practice yeah. open practice during openings. lunch. And, like, and he's still just flubbed out of major events. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't only focus on results because sometimes it's out of your control or you're a little off that day or one of any other million variables. Uh, the, the only thing you can control is like how you practice, how you approach the game. Yeah, your attitude what you take away and, what, from and your work ethic. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and one thing, not to cut you off, I, are you done with that point? You're good. Um, one thing, League of Legends is a game that is on the computer. I sound like is an old it? person. Um, so with Doug and I, in the pandemic, um, we played some in college, but for me, it ended up being my create, my competitive outlet during the pandemic um, because I didn't have XBIG anymore. Um, it did burn me the hell out of competitive. I don't have to grind anymore because of it, but that's beside the point. But their coaches, there's a difference between practicing and intentional practicing. Mm -hmm. Practicing with an aim to get something out of it. Actively trying to pull stuff out of your practice, as opposed to just mindlessly putting in the reps. Yeah. And I think we can apply that to extra. And that's probably a topic for a whole episode, is how to yeah. practice effectively. I say one uh, thing in that train of thought, that uh, uh, when you're talking about how like you were using practice to validate your lists, um, it's perfectly fine to drop a list when you're practicing it early on because you didn't enjoy it, or even just like it left a bad Because you had a frustrating game. and Yeah. yeah. But one thing to keep in mind is that if you only play a list once or twice in practice games and then drop it because you didn't like the results, that's that's not giving it a fair shake. I like, had this problem uh, a lot way back in the day. Way yeah. back in the day. Uh, um. And I think one thing that can really help with that is if you are, if you, especially if you are playing with somebody else and the goal of the two, if both of your guys' goal is to try and improve at the game, is when weird or dumb stuff happens, just reset it. Just like, reset, yeah. Yeah, uh, Doug and I will reset the whole if... game. Mm -hmm. But like, if uh, like, so let's take for example the what happened uh, in the final with Smiddle and I. If that was a practice game where his five straight boost was just barely range two, we either could have just nudged it into range one or just had him change his maneuver. We, or I roll, we roll back to a two straight, and I, I aim for the range three engage. Is what yeah, we practice like. like. Yeah, the, and the, Doug the point and I will isn't run to determine out. who wins that game. It's to determine okay, that didn't work. What would work? Um, and like, how do I recognize that in the future? Yeah, um, um, that's the great thing about having Doug. Um, for Doug, our situation, especially doing it on a table, is we went to miniature market a few weeks ago, and we played three games in half an hour just by doing this. Like, 
it wasn't three full games, but we we played. We reset openings. We played until something weird happened, or until there was a clear winner, mm-hmm. and then we reset. Like it's it's a great way to practice. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, because you can you can especially when you can talk about it like Doug and I do, mm-hmm. um, or like Greg and Matt do, or when Ryan and Matt do when they're playing. It uh, it deepens your understanding of not only your list but how your list relates to other lists. And all that said, it's also perfectly fine if you just want to go to your LGS on game night and just play games. But if your yeah. goal is to improve or to yes. truly understand the strengths and weaknesses of lists, just playing pickup games is not an accurate way. No. Yeah. If your goal is to become a better player of X-Wing, not win more tournaments, but to be better at X-Wing, you have to intentionally practice. Okay, well, we'll probably cover that in depth on a later episode. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a great topic because no one, yeah, for no, sure. no one talks about practice. No one, we're never taught how to right. practice stuff. You're taught how to memorize stuff in school, but like, you're not taught how to hone skills. Like, you learn that on the job usually if you're an adult. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I like, can't, I can't figure out what the correct target priority is, but I know that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Exactly, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, those are mitochondria are far less important than X-wings. But <laughs> hey, the uh, mitochondria count is off the scale. Man. <laughs> mitochondria count. It's got at least one per cell, at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's attitude is important. Um, Daddy, look. I don't. Know, I think I kind of lost the train there. <laughs> uh, so what's coming up soon, team? <laughs> well, this weekend. Uh, at- Doug will be out at Gen Con along with uh, a couple other people. Brian and then a chunk of St. Louis, I imagine. Yeah, uh, no, not really. I think it's uh, really? Brian's playing Onslaught, and I don't know oh. of anybody else from the uh, Lexi. Lexi. Oh, Lexi. And Lexi's yeah. also playing Onslaught. Yeah, there will be at least like a dozen or so people playing X Wing at Gen Con. Um, there's uh, three days. Uh, Thursday and Friday are full up, right? Um, Registration wise, Doug? I think so. Uh, they're not full up, but they have. Yeah, I think Thursday has like close to 40 people. Uh, Friday is a couple people behind that. And then uh, last I checked, Saturday was up at like 15 people. It was much smaller. But, God, yeah. that is um, tempting with the four hour yeah. drive. But I don't know if I want to work on Friday and then make a four hour drive and then spend $200. Yeah. Very true, crash. very true. Too many but dollars. But $200 <laughs> on, on gas. And then yeah. you and I have to drive back from Indianapolis separately, which also that is just awful. And then Brian, uh, drive my car. <laughs> so if you I'm are sure not into going up to uh, Gen Con and playing with the tryhards, uh, if you're in the Midwest out in Manhattan, Kansas at Village Geek, there is their store championship this Saturday, August 5th at 11 a.m. Uh, Greg and I will be there. So uh, it's going to be a guaranteed good time. I always have a lot of fun out in Manhattan. It's actually a beautiful drive. I really like Roommate that. Drive. Taylor had expressed potentially going. Uh, I doubt it. it. No! Taylor doesn't play for like 18 months, then he just shows up, kicks everybody's teeth in, and leaves. That was one Adepticon. Yeah. Didn't he just like pick up Kylo or something? It was the the Upsilon that he wrecked everybody with. Uh, And Kylo. And Kylo, yeah. yeah, Kylo helps. Uh, Also, uh, out here in the Midwest on the 18th, uh, Republic, Missouri, which is down by Springfield, Cards and Stripes game uh, has their store championship 9.30 a.m. Saturday, August 18th. You can find them on Facebook. Uh, 
I think they're coming close to being fold up for, for what the store can uh, actually hold. So if you want to get in on that one, go find them and register. So I already pre-registered for that. Which, the moment I pre-registered, I said, oh, I'm going to win one of these early ones, aren't I? Spoiler alert, I have not. So also, Again, that's a results-focused thing. Uh, if your goal is just have fun playing X-Wing, you should go even after you win. That's true. Because it's tickets, also, tickets, though... Tickets funnel down now. Yeah, which so. is a good thing, because... One, uh, also, one last thing I want to say about results-focused. It is perfectly fine to have a goal to try to meet at a tournament and to be frustrated if you don't meet it. Like, that's all fine. It's just... You can't obsess over the results as like determining how good you are as a player. Like, um, yeah, tournaments are so crazy. Yeah, like there, there's average just, just too of... many variables for a single tournament to determine your skill as a player. Yeah, everyone has off days. Yeah. Everyone brought a. Everyone gets matchup hell. It ha- I've gotten matchup hell before. Oh, I had four bad matchups and went two and four. Like, um, with the same list, I went six and zero with the week before. Like, I mean. The, there's that AdeptCon that Taylor did really well at, where there were yeah. a dozen Kansas City players, and I know a lot of us had the potential to do really well at AdeptCon, yeah. and literally everybody but Taylor was out of contention by round three. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, like yeah, yeah, it does. We all scrubbed out of that tournament. Twelve of us. Like, yeah, it, people have bad days, and yeah, the results are important. I'm disappointed. I have played for the ticket twice and lost. Um, but that doesn't. I'm not letting that invalidate how I feel about the rest of the tournaments. My list went a combined yeah. nine and one over ten rounds, and I finished second and third over two tournaments. Like mm-hmm. that's those results aren't discounted because I lost the ticket game both times. And my process of understanding must. I'm I went five and zero against Hans over those two tournaments. Like that's that's more important to me than necessarily winning. Uh, I learned good stuff, and I I know this list is. Is good now. Like, I know it's a good list. I ran. Um, and yeah, but like I said, I said to Doug twice. Really yeah. sucks to come close and not make yeah. it. Yeah. But. Um, mm. All right. Well, yeah, with that, uh, do we have any closing thoughts? Uh, any shout outs to give this week? I would like to give a shout out to uh, my new boss. Mm. Uh, uh, a man you guys may have heard before. Uh, he's my mm. father, Bob. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he yeah. also he gave you been... Gen Con off a month. He gave me Gen Con. Like, off should... a month <laughs> I was going to say, please, out, like... I was gonna say, please <laughs> tell me that he's a dick. It no, and, and then I forgot that he was just like, yeah, you can go do whatever you want. To. Yeah. <laughs> I also I've been tempting him to play X Wing. He hasn't actually done it yet, but he's considering going to game night on Mondays. And then once I get him there, I can get him to play X Wing. I got him to build a list. So that's I imagine being in town will help that a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah. So my father Bob Howe, he's a, he's a, he's an okay guy. Mm-hmm. He's it. Also John and everybody at Game Cafe, including Greg and, and Matt. Fantasy Nerd. books and games. And fantasy, yeah, and but <laughs> it was it was uh, it was really nice to get to to come back to Game Cafes. It was. It was I know it's really only cool. been a month, but it was still like, a great see there. It was the longest weekend I've had in a long time yeah. between one day in Kansas City and then all the stuff we did yesterday. But oh, it was worth it. It was so much fun. Also, to be a little sappy. Oh, like, no matter shout where out I live. to my dad as well, whose birthday was Saturday and who didn't have any birthday plans, so I could go to the Game Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Go ahead. I was gonna say just to be a little sappy. Like no matter. How long I end up playing X Wing Four or where I'm playing at, like Game Cafe and the Casey Crabs, always always it's the home. home turf for me. Yeah, yep. 
we're we're milking we're mush farmers, baby. Unless X-Wing lasts for eight more years, and then we're... Makes sense, makes sense. That's true. Right. You'll be dead. Right. All right. Well, if that's all there is, uh, Greg and I will see y'all in Manhattan this weekend. Doug will see you in uh, at Gen Con, and Alex Honestly? will... Alex will, yeah, Alex will see you in his dreams. Uh, Always, baby. I want to thank everybody for listening. We'll be back on a regular schedule from here on out with Two more weeks, news, right? more topics. Yep. Uh, so for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Smittle. Really? <laughs> it's my name. It's my you name. Just... <laughs> no, you don't say Smittle. You it's don't ever say so people call me. Is it's it in the city. notes? He's a new man. He's reinvented himself. That's Hold true. I have a salaried job now. So he goes by his I go by my last name. Is it in the note? No. It's okay. nothing. It just says shout just out and closing. closing. Like, okay. He doesn't write out the notes. Well, you threw me um, off. I'm Smittle now. So oh, you can change you your name okay. to Fort Jenkins in the middle That's of the podcast. Smittle. I can do what I want. <laughs> He's got a sticker that says his name is Pork Jenkins. Oh, it's man, a high, I have many stickers that say my name is Smittle. I have a government-issued ID that says my name is Smittle. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.